You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, I guess I should be excited, yet there's this fear of the unknown <laughs> that is really legitimately making me very nervous it's right now. It's kind of like you're getting what you want, but you don't know if what you've always wanted you, is going to be the thing. You can't always get what you want, uh-huh. Sarah. That's, that's, that's what it is. Like, that's what I don't know. I don't know if this is like ultimately a good thing for me. I suppose it is. I mean, I won in a way. Uh-huh. I win. But do I win? What comes next? You win for a little while, depending on what comes next. This is a huge development in something that's been a constant on the show for the last five years. We're going to explain what it is. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. All right, few things of business right here at the front. Number one, don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. Greg is all business all the Anytime time you're going today. to Amazon, just mm-hmm. a little point of business there. I'm excited to talk about this, and so I just want to get this out of the way. Sure. Also, uh, joining us on the show here in just a little bit is going to be the one and only Christine Levine. Oh, she is amazing. If you know Christine, and I'm sure most of you do, Christine is fantastic. She's going to be joining us here in a bit, talking about her shows, I don't know, whatever Christine wants to talk about. The All Jane Festival kicks off this week, that she has some other projects coming up, and just uh, more notably, we got to hang out with her a little bit this weekend, and we realized, holy crap, it's been a long time since we've had her on, and she is so hilarious. She is So we're super excited to have her coming in. So uh, she is going to be joining us here in just a little bit, Christine Levine, and And uh, we have a special network announcement that's going to be coming up later Mm -hmm. on the show. So lots of things happening. But we need to get to this topic here at the top here. All right. And it's something that has affected me personally. Sure. It's been something I've talked about on the show. And it's been a constant throughout the entire run of Fun Employment Radio, which is coming up on six years right now. And on top of that, it's been part of my life for even longer, almost 11 years. This has been a part of my life. And it's been something that I've dealt with. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I own a home in Southeast Portland. And I've lived at that home for, for almost 11 years. And it's been, you know, it's a nice house. I, I live in a it good sure house. It sure is. That's a very nice house. I, it is. It's a nice house. When I first bought it, uh, the neighborhood was a little bit rougher than it is now. There a little was more rough and tumble, A little more will. rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. I was on the edge of what's called Felony Flats here in Portland. Felony Flats has been pushed out, you know, a little bit further now. It's it's as, uh, as more people have moved into Portland and the whole real estate craze is going insane right now in Portland. There are people who have been moved out, but there was one, there was one thing that was always a constant in my life in living at this house. Looking back. One thing that was always there that I could always depend on whether I wanted it or not. That was... This, I'm sorry, I didn't... I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't expecting music. I'm trying to be serious here, Sarah. I was trying to give your seriousness through some thematic the years. music. It has I, been through the years. Through the years, there has been one constant in my life living at that home. I've gone through roommates, got married, got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Had friends come and go, had pets come and go. A lot of life has been lived in that house, but there's been one thing that's always been there. Always. Always driving me, driving me crazy when I would come home and something that I could always depend on, whether that's good or bad. And that's my neighbors. My neighbors, the meth heads. You see, despite everybody being pushed out all the uh, criminal elements of my neighborhood, there was one group 
that stayed there throughout the entire time. And that was, is, maybe, my neighbors that I share a fence with. Now, these two brothers, yeah, I've shared tales of them. When I first moved into the house, uh, they they immediately jumped over my back fence Mm -hmm. and crawled through the backyard along with a string of uh, shall we say, prostitute-looking women. Basically used your backyard as a meth superhighway. They used my backyard as a meth superhighway. Mm-hmm. And they would crawl over my fence, and I immediately, of course, decided to get angry at them about that, and we had some yelling. They affectionately always called me um, maggot, only with only with an F. Mm-hmm. They would walk by my house and yell out, Hey, mother effing maggot. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, I think that's all the only name they knew me by. Sure. That's all they could call me. They weren't the ones that called you fuckstick, right? That was the that's random guy. That's somebody else. On the that's street. different. No, okay. that's a different right. person. No. Still my favorite nickname no, for you. No, I was by the, the way. mother effing maggot. Gotcha. Only with a different letter. Gotcha. To them. And throughout this time, you know, we had a lot of adventures together, and adventures meaning where they would uh, steal things and put them in their backyard. They would steal copper wire and then oh, burn the plastic that. off. They'd set a bonfire in their backyard. Instead of stripping the wire, they would just melt the plastic off with a toxic fire and smoke that would blow into my backyard. Particularly when there was usually a burn ban going on. You, you, oh, yeah, always. But mm-hmm. either way, it's never okay to burn to burn plastic off of wire. They, uh, I mean, of the many, many adventures, I, couldn't, I could go on forever about it. I'll just uh, highlight a couple of these things. One of them was the time where they had their buddies showed up with a giant RV. It's it looked it looked more run down than Randy Quaid's RV in A Christmas Vacation. If that's any kind of a reference. Oh, like Shitter's Full RV. That yeah, one? like Shitter's okay. Full RV. Like a, like kind of like a uh, something from Breaking Bad RV mm. is what I'm, what I'm imagining was going on in there. There's some sort of lab happening inside, probably. Probably. And you see, I shared a fence with them, and then we we kind of run the block, and then he. Their friends parked not in front of their place, but in front of my place around the corner. So it only looked like they were visiting my house. So it was like a meth sandwich a little bit. Like meth house, your house, meth yes. trailer thing. Yes. Yeah. And then they took a about four extension cords and ran them all together and walked across my property to run it over to their buddy's RV so that he could charge it up rather than parking in front of their house. So, And so they then I, I went out and I unplugged it when they weren't looking and threw it onto the side of the road in, a, in an act of defiance saying no not on my watch meth heads and then he walked by the front door and, and grabbed his crotch and called me you know his favorite word mm-hmm. colorful names called me a maggot mm-hmm. and that's one of the one of the times uh, there was the other times where they had tent city in their oh, backyard I remember tent city that was that was a real good oh, tarp city. Time Excuse there. me, it was tarp city. It was tarp city. It was tarp city. Was that also when the guy had the mattress on the top of the shed and he was the king of tarp city? So what they did is, yeah, in their backyard, which I shared the fence with, they they set up a, an elaborate series of tarps, under which they stored uh, probably toxic materials mm-hmm. and metal and scraps that they had stolen, and they they stored that underneath those things, and then to cap it all off, they built a shelter and threw a mattress on top of that which the mattress was used to hold up part of the tarps, and then the alpha meth head, which was the younger brother, he uh, climbed up onto that and sprawled out, laying over it, looking over his meth kingdom in my next door. There's a picture of that somewhere. I'll find that picture so that we can post that. He was the king overlooking his meth kingdom. Overlooking his pride of meth heads and his pride of meth Mm. girls. And he sat there like that for a long time. There was the 4th of July where there was... 
a guy who was on some kind of a bender and he climbed up onto the roof next door and walked around in circles for probably about 24 hours. Oh, yeah, I remember Went that. Went to bed, he was walking. This was before your time, actually, but this there one. was Okay, because when you said this this, is, the roof, I remember the barking lady. Well, that's a different one. Yeah. That was one of her fine friends, or one of the meth heads, the, the two brothers' fine friends. That was their, their girl. She was there for quite a while. She mm. was there in and out of their life. And she, yeah, would go up onto the roof and then bark at my dog in my backyard because she could see into it. And would they would have barking offs the dog doing what the dog's supposed to do which is bark at crazy people who are looking in my backyard and her doing what only a crazy meth person would do which is bark at the dog back and that went on for quite some time of all these different stories though there's different tales you can just look these all up there's there's so many so many memories flooding back right now oh my gosh the uh that new year's eve when they came looking for tina oh yes that's when we discovered what tina meant Mm -hmm. they came to my backyard and asked if tina was there Mm mm-hmm and I recognized this woman. Well, I didn't recognize this woman who came to the backyard. And I'm like, no, there's nobody named Tina here. You need to leave. Uh, you're not invited to this party. And it turns out Tina is another name for meth, for methamphetamines. Oh, yes, we didn't know that. Did not know it. Learned a lot through the years here. Learned so many things. Oh, there was Lumpy. There was the cleaner. Oh, Lumpy. All well, them, all the different like, names oh. we gave them. Lumpy was their fine friend who had some kind of a growth on his face. And he... He was around for probably a good year mm, in and out of that house the over there. Just kept getting bigger. Lump would always get bigger. Yep. And he would walk up and walk by my house. And if I were outside standing on my own property, he'd mean mug me and do his meth walk. Mm. Some, there's the video, too, of me doing my meth walk on, on the Fun Employment Radio YouTube channel. One of the first things we ever did, mm-hmm. my imitation of them. Mm-hmm. And he, Lumpy would walk by and he'd look at me. And then he'd spit at me, mm-hmm. spit on the ground, yep, and then keep on walking by because I was violating something that he, I don't know, I was on my own property. Just I don't really know why he, he was, because I existed, because mm-hmm. I was not as cool as Lumpy. Well, Greg, why are you bringing up all of these amazing <sighs> stories? Why are we having such a, a vivacious looking back segment right now? Well, oh, and people are sharing their memories of the meth heads here oh, on the Fun Employment it, Radio it live united chat. us all. Funemploymentradio.com slash live if you're a live subscriber. Uh, Keelan, <gasps> former oh, roommate Keelan, yeah. roommate for two hours, uh, reminding me of when they stripped an entire metal boat in less than 48 he hours. He wasn't your roommate for two hours. He was your roommate for two years. No. Oh, did I say two, <laughs> yeah, two hours? Yeah, roommate Sorry. for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> for, roommate for two hours. <laughs> for two years. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit worked up, and I apologize. I'm a little bit off. It's been kind of an emotional day It's an for emotional Greg. run for me. He is going through some... The, like, I apologize He's going that. through some changes. I Yeah. Uh, but yes, they did. They stripped a, a entirely stripped a metal boat in forty eight yep. hours. Oh, when I first moved in. Okay, what? Just a couple more stories, oh Sarah. God. Please. All right, just a couple more. <sighs> Tell me another one. Tell me a magical fairy tale from Southeast Portland. When I first bought the house, they used to steal cars in the middle of the night. And they would park them in front of my house. Mm. So I would go to sleep and there's no car out there. I would wake up. They'd they'd have (laughs) stolen a car. They'd have parked it in front of my house and completely stripped it and left it on blocks. No tires or anything. On blocks in one night. They did this several times. And then they would leave this hulk of a frame of a car that they couldn't scrap. And then it would be my problem to have to get rid of that and call the city. And then they'd ticket it thinking it was mine because it's in front of my house. They did that several times. 
They also, uh, I remember one time I tried to f- trace it back to see where the car was stolen from. They had apparently driven it on a rim for quite some some distance. Oh, wasn't there a divot in the road? There was a divot in the road the that, had, like, that stopped it. right in front of my house. <laughs> <laughs> they had driven it without a wheel for, I traced it back about probably 12 blocks. Oh, wow. At that point, I was like, well, wherever it came from, I'm not going to follow it back there. Uh, so many different memories. But here's the thing I'm here to announce today. And this is what's bringing it to. Uh, you know, please share your favorite meth head memories too on our Facebook page, Fun Employment Radio uh, on Facebook. Or various different ways as we all share in this moment. Sarah, it looks like those meth heads are going to be missing from my life now. What do you mean, Greg? I am here to announce today, oh and I have God. suspected it for a little while. But officially, I have seen the Methods property is pending sale. Oh, ho, ho, ho. they are out. They're gone. Somebody is buying it. Oh, my God. It is the end of an era. The end of an era. It, and it's strange. We've been doing the show for almost six years, and six years, almost 1,500 episodes, the meth heads have been a part of both of our lives. Not just our lives, all of your lives out there, too. Yeah. And they have been real. They have not been exaggerated. They have been terrible. They have been just awful. And I cannot believe that this day has actually come. I I honestly cannot believe... That they are not going to be there. The place is not only for sale, it's pending right now, meaning they're going through escrow or whatever they're doing. It is sold. Oh. The Methods property is sold. Now, and this is where I'm a little bit okay, so, so, you know, number one is bringing back all these memories. These have been, they were my nemesis for this entire time. A third of my life, basically, they have wow. been my nemesis. And they did teach us a lot of lessons. Like, basically, they single-handedly taught us that Portland gives no fucks about illegal activity going on next door to you. No, yeah, no, they don't. No, I mean, that really did teach me a lesson. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, nobody, gives, nobody gives a shit yeah. that there's something like you're witnessing illegal activity. As long as they know where it is and it's contained. Yeah. I would have never known that lesson without the methods. Exactly. But here's the thing, though. Now that it's sold... What's coming next? Keelan just said in the chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live said, I'm not sure if Greg should be celebrating this. This now makes Greg the lowest form of life on the block. Wow. (laughs) Wow. All right. (laughs) Duly noted. That's going in the file. All right. So (laughs) I keep a file on everyone. Yeah. Suwon's even saying they provided a great deal of content for the show. They really did. Like they were kind of when we started, like, I mean, we were really experiencing it on, on a daily. Yeah. On a daily level. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, it, it's now it's now happened. It's been sold. What's going to happen to the property? I have no idea. I don't oh, know who's God. buying it. I don't know what's going on. What I do know is that your property is going to increase probably. You would think. I would think. That's a big up and coming area. You would think. I don't know. I'm nervous though. Don't be nervous. Why are you? You should have been nervous for the past eleven years. Don't be nervous now because they're finally going away. Well, we developed. I mean, there was the, there was the DMZ zone where they didn't cross that. I didn't cross their line, except for when they would used to try to dump their more trash. Oh yeah, there was that whole mm-hmm. battle too. There's so many battles through the years with them. Yes, I mean they've been my constant opponent, and mm-hmm. I and I hate them. But at the same time, I don't know what to do without them. 
I don't know what life is going to be like without them. I mean, your neighborhood's changing. I mean, especially with that girl who moved in. With she's talking about big bottom sandwiches. How you know? Oh yeah, because she wouldn't sandwiches. say she wouldn't say big ass sandwiches. Yeah, you know, bought that house for like a substantial amount of money outright. Just saying, your neighborhood's changing, Greg. It's changing. Times it's are changing. Just... <sighs> oh, that is always kind of because you never want to be the richest or the poorest one on the block. You always want to be somewhere in the middle. Whoever's, uh, I'll just make a quick note. John and Boring is posting something that's completely wrong. That has nothing to do with my method numbers. Whatever, whatever property you're posting in there. But anyway, nonetheless, it's it is it's it's happened. Wow. Yeah. I never ever actually thought that it would happen. So that do you think the ant finally just got tired of it? I don't know. I don't know because the ant is the one who owned the property. <laughs> but it's done. And it's done now. All right. So there we go. Okay. Well, I just I'm... wanted to get that announcement out there. It's. I mean, this is a big part of our show. Wow. Has been the methods over these years. No, it's a big you... part of my life. I wasn't quite sure exactly what you were talking about, but I thought it had something to do with that. And they have been kind of inactive for a couple of weeks, so I didn't know if they were gone. Yeah. Or if you know what had happened to them. Yeah. Or back in jail. Well, that's a constant thing too. That they would go to jail and then thing. get out. But they're they're gone, Sarah. It's it's been. It's pending sale right now. I'm so a new chapter in my life. It is a new chapter. Is going to be opening up here pretty soon with whoever these these people are. Don't be stressed out. I mean, regardless, I know that you're it's going change. to be. It's changed, but you know what? They were awful, Greg. Like they would they would have meth- they would run around on their roofs barking at your dog. They would yeah. have people knocking on your fence asking for crystal meth. Yeah, they made an entire tarp city in their backyard. They had rats in their backyard yeah, that were did. running around. Yeah, they did bring rats over to my house yeah uh, it was bastards. disgusting oh yeah no i know i I'm, I'm not i'm not lamenting necessarily that they're gone that they're gone it's just it's change and i fear change mm-hmm. so i'm 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 excited it's a, a little good bit of change. trepidation about what what we're going to be seeing so. all i'm saying is like if you know if, if a shitty house goes down your neighborhood and maybe is replaced or like, they're gonna have to tear that thing down mm-hmm. it's just like it's probably wrong oh it's gonna be torn down. yeah yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if they, you know, do build something there, which they will because it's Portland and that's exactly what's happening right now, then mm-hmm. that'll totally increase your property value. Yeah. 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 Ooh. All right. Strange. All right. Well, anyway, there we go. Oh. There it is. Well, congratulations. I suppose. I think so. I think congratulations are in order. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we'll miss them. Will we miss them? I'm really confused. I don't know either. I don't know either. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. Well, you don't have to worry about it. You don't even, like... They've been a part of my life, too. I'm sorry that you're, like, claiming them as your own. They've been a part of all of our lives, Greg. I know. All of our life. You can't just bear the burden. You can't be the only emotional person about this. Well, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're just saying that nobody else can feel anything. I didn't say that. You can't tell me how to feel, Greg. (sighs) Meth heads were part of all of our lives. So weird. Yeah. The entire tell me time about it. I've I'm just known, weirded out about it. The entire time I've known you. Yeah. It's all you've always had the meth heads next door. Yep. Even when we were in radio before we started the show. That, yeah. I know. I'm sorry, Greg. You've known about this. I'm just learning about it for the first time. Well, okay? I didn't know. I didn't officially know until today. Oh. This morning is when I officially saw. All right. Well, actually, my first story has to do with times they are changing as well. So, okay. hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. 
All right, now, as Greg Nibbler has expressed, things are changing. There's some forward momentum going on. The meth heads are gone. The meth heads are gone. However, Greg, it isn't just you that's suffering change. Other places in the world are as well, including an announcement from Playboy that came out last uh, yesterday. Playboy has announced that it indeed is going PG-13, and it's going to stop publishing nude women in their print magazine. Why? The end is nigh. The end is nigh. No more naked women. Doesn't that just make them another maxim at that point? Well, now you can say you really do read it for the articles because Playboy magazine has decided to stop publishing photographs of fully nude models in its print. Now, Hugh Hefner, the uh, publication's founder, of course, editor-in-chief, bathrobe-clad billionaire, agreed with the decision, which was conceived by the Playboy chief content officer, Corey Jones. How old is Hugh Hefner now? Oh, gosh. It's got to be late 80s. 80s, 90s? Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Uh, so, Corey, Corey Jones, who's uh, the Playboy chief content editor officer, says, uh, Don't get me wrong, 12-year-old me is very disappointed in current me, but I think that it's the right thing to do. That's strange. Playboy is 62 years old. I mean, I haven't bought a Playboy since college, mm. so I don't really... It's not like I've been supporting him. He's 89 years old, by the way. All right. So the 62-year-old monthly publication uh, publication has come a long way since its first issue in 1953, which had Marilyn Monroe on the cover. Uh, now Playboy faces intense competition from other publishers and also the fact that the internet exists and you can see porn basically anywhere you want. I mean, you can, but that's different, though. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the kids these days don't understand having like a hard copy of something. Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't buy it, but... Mm-hmm. Well, the magazine will debut their What do college kids do anymore? That's the thing. You always have to have, like, if you're living with a bunch of, if you're a college-age guy, you have somebody in your house. It's never been me, but there was always somebody I lived with who had a subscription to Playboy. Well, I mean, you don't have to have the subscription anymore. Now you can just take your smartphone wherever you are and be like, ooh. It's not not the same. But they don't know the same, Greg, because they're young. They haven't lived in a world without the internet, so they don't know what it was like before everything was Back in my day. I know. They really does sound old, but it's true. They don't know what it was like before you had to have like encyclopedias and dictionaries and had to actually, you know, look things (sighs) up instead of just Google them. We need the old-timey music for that. Anyway. All right, so the magazine's debuting their PG-13 redesign in March of 2016. Uh, So there won't be any nudity, but there will be suggestive poses. (laughs) Suggestive poses. Who's going to want to buy that? Uh, so I guess they already did this last August. They stopped posting naked photos online in an order in order to draw a wider readership. Because they do, in fact, have really interesting articles. Sometimes. They do. They, they do always have, have. Good interviews. They always have. Yeah. So they're only at about, their circulation's at about 800,000 right now. A significant plunge from the 6 million subscribers it had in 1975. Wow. No wonder there were so many of them around. I mean, if 6 million people were subscribing. So uh, there's that. Just want to let you know. The times are changing. <sighs> I never even got to go to the Playboy Mansion. The Playboy Mansion is still going to... like you have. But they're not going to have make... like the Playmate of the Year stuff. I mean, that's the ultimate dream is to go to the Playboy Mansion. You know what? I bet they'll... Maybe they'll make it deluxe content. I could see that. So you're saying there's a chance. No, I'm saying they're probably doing a rebranding where they want... Um, you got to pay extra to see the... I bet they want their publication to reach a, a, a uh, have a wider reach. However, like for like a, like a gold exclusive or whatever, you could probably unlock like getting to see. Ah. But I'm just saying there's lot there's money to be made, and I think that sound, that seems like the way they're retooling it a little bit. Okay. All right. Anyone who works in the service industry, this is uh, my dream. I'm I'm always waiting for this day when I'm working somewhere and someone gives you an astronomical tip. 
just because, just oh, because they're yeah. like feeling like it. <laughs> Is that the old? That's the dream. I was talking to my dream? friend Sean, who I bartend with, and I'm just like, don't you ever, don't you ever just wish that you're the one person where like someone comes in and they tip you like you know, five hundred bucks or something. <laughs> it's just because they're having a good day or just won the lottery or something. Well, this happened to a Domino's pizza driver. Uh, who was delivering pizza to an Ohio church congregation. So after he delivered a six ninety nine pizza to Sycamore Creek Church in Picker, uh, Pickerington, Ohio, the congregation decided to reward him with a $1,000 tip from the collection plate. Okay, this screams some kind of publicity stunt. Tipped a thousand I would be part of somebody's publicity stunt if they wanted to tip me a thousand dollars. This is totally some kind of publicity stunt. I am okay with that. So uh, it, I think it is a publicity stunt. But you know what? This guy at least got some money out of the publicity Does he stunt. attend the church? He doesn't attend the church. Is he now attending the church all of a sudden? I'm sorry. Okay, did he find excuse God me. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a man. It was a woman. So this okay, woman. did she find God all of a sudden? Brought the pizza to the Sycamore Creek Church. Um, and the reverend brought her on stage and asked her the biggest t- uh, tip she'd ever received. And she said to the congregation, the biggest one she'd received is about $10. That's when the reverend told her. Uh, that they'd been teaching at the church about generosity and the congregation had taken up an offering to tip the driver. Okay, so that's kind of cool. They ordered one, well, I guess they ordered one pizza for all the people and I would be kind of mad. I'd be like, I want a piece of pizza. Yeah, I mean, how many people are in there tipping this thing? Plus, way to make her feel guilty, too, Mm. taking the $1,000 tip. We're teaching about generosity. Here's $1,000. I guess you can just walk out the door with it or... Oh, she did walk out the door with it. I mean, good for her. Yeah, I mean, but good I would, for her. But that's that's putting quite a guilt trip on her. Why would that be a guilt trip? If somebody wants to give you that money. we're teaching everybody about generosity, so here's a thousand dollars to you. No, no, I am and... okay to be the lesson. <laughs> I would be like, thank you, I'm the lesson in generosity. I appreciate it. Look at how grateful I am. Thanks, see ya. Thank you. Thank you, here I am. Here's the face of, of accepting your generosity. Here we go. All right, oh, we are running down on time, so I want to go... Um, so this last story, Greg, it made me think of you because it's hilarious, and uh, I think this sounds like kind of the Sasquatch of the East Coast, because of course we're like really big into Bigfoot around here in the Northwest, yeah. that's where he lives. Now, Greg, have you ever heard of something called, I never have, the Jersey Devil? <laughs> yeah. I know about, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I know about the Jersey oh, Devil. Oh, the really? Jersey that's De- what you yeah, You don't Jersey- know about the Jersey Devil? No, I've never heard about the Jersey <sighs> Devil. Oh my gosh, well. Yes, I know about the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil is a creature that exists around New Jersey, which I didn't know about. So I guess for more than 200 years, people living in or passing through New Jersey's Pinelands have reported seeing Leaves, hoof prints, and it'll walk up the side of your house. People see it in the morning, and it'll just be like, hoof prints, but it's not a goat because it's clearly walking on legs, and you'll see the hoof prints like going up the side of your house. Creepy! I didn't see that. All right, well, when, when you're living in or passing through New Jersey's Pinelands, people have reported seeing a strange winged creature yeah. that has come to be known as the Jer- uh, Jersey Devil. Now, there are tons of stories about the monster. However, this past week, somebody is now coming forward claiming that they, in fact, have seen the Jersey Devil in real life. This man's name is Dave Black of Little Egg Harbor Township. East Coast town names are weird. Well, I guess we have, like, Puyallup and... Yeah, what's what's yeah. the ones around your place? Gorst. Gorst. Yeah, that's a gross-sounding name. That name, well, the name of the town Gorst. sounds exactly what the town looks Gorst. like. Gorst. Dave Black of Little Egg Harbor Township was driving home from a security job in, uh, job in Atlantic City when he saw what he thought was a llama running in and out of the trees lining the road as he was driving. 
Uh, now, Mr. Black goes on to say, I was just driving past the golf course and had to shake my head a few times when I thought I saw a llama. But what happened next was even more strange. Uh... He said, if it wasn't strange enough seeing a llama run on the side of the road, it then spread out leathery wings and flew over the golf course. Oh, shit. Now, if you don't know, if you're not a nerd like Greg, the Jersey Devil is a legendary creature said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey. The creature is often described as a flying biped with hooves. Also, duh. But there are many variations. The common description is that of a kangaroo-like creature with the head of a goat, leathery bat wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, cloven hooves, and a forked tail. Yeah. It is reported Red uh, eyes. to move quickly and is often described as emitting blood-curdling screams. Yeah, it'll, it'll go up into, like trees and stare down at you you'll see it outside well, the, did you know the origin of the story Mr. Smarty Pants no I bet you what? don't I'm gonna tell everybody just in case the, you hear about the Jersey Devil you'll be like you know how this happened so the most popular origin of where the Jersey Devil started from is as so so it's, it was said that a woman named Mother Leeds had 12 children and after finding out she was pregnant with her 13th child That's stated that this one was going to be the devil she knew it so in 1735, Mother Leeds indeed went into labor on a dark and stormy night. Gathered around her were her friends. Now, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch, and the child's father was the devil himself. Ooh. The child was born normal, but then quickly changed form. It changed from a normal baby to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. It growled and it screamed. Then it flew up the chimney. After killing the midwife, uh-oh, it circled the villages and headed toward the pines. In 1740, a clergyman exorcised the demon for a hundred years from the area, and it wasn't seen again until 1890, where news reports did talk about repeat sightings of a said winged what? creature Wait, while why, flying over the why land. Why would you only exercise it for a hundred years? Like, if you can do that, like, why not be like a thousand years? I am not a clergyman with exercising talent, okay? Right. Maybe this is, that was a limitation. So. Alright. So there you have it. If you live in New Jersey, beware of the Jersey Devil and that, my friends, is your world of crazy. Crazy! Um, why hasn't Courage done a song called Jersey Devil? We haven't done one about just yet, but we do have a song. I mean, Forest of Despair, it talks about yetis and uh, ogres and many kinds of mythical creatures. The Jersey Devil is not mentioned in it. I mean, so it, I perhaps it's it time for real. a follow-up. A... Well, it's just not mentioned in that song. Well, you said mythical creatures. I thought you said it was real. Well, we know they're real. Okay. It's just to make people okay, so feel right, safe. All right, just want to check. Just all right, to check. well, we should, we should take a break here because right. we have Christine Levine coming in. Awesome. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm curious how many times you've sought revenge on people, though. Hmm? How many times you've sought revenge on people? Oh, this she's is... like, oh, you're going with this right out of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, okay, so we'll get done. Little old me? Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Welcome back to Fun Employment Radio, everyone. We are joined now by the magical Christine Levine. She is magical. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the best. Thank you you're so much. You're the best. It was so fun hanging out with you this weekend. Yeah, it was great. Wasn't that Wasn't that a fun time? I loved it. I, I've never been to a live podcast recording before. I yeah. mean, not even one year, guys. It's, I'm so sorry if I missed something, if you've ever done it. <laughs> no, we've actually, we just I mostly did one. like live shows, but never before, like, I think, 
as contained as they did. Not as contained as yeah, what they do. Yeah. No. Yeah. I've never seen one like that. And I just thought, wow, that's kind of a it is it does work if you keep it moving along and stuff. Yeah. And anyway, it was a lot of fun and I hope I was appropriately drunk and you were hilarious. Oh, you were awesome. so uh, <laughs> Christine was one of the guests that Keith and the girl had on their live podcast taping that we did the opening for this past weekend. You I, I told you that night and I still say it, you knocked it out of the park. You were so funny. My sister <laughs> yeah. was crying laughing. She was like, That's your friend, she's Fucking hilarious! I'm like I know, uh, <laughs> I know. This kind of reminds me of a, when I was working at the porn star. I were one of the my co co clerks or whatever uh, found out that I was a comedian, and he goes, he was just astounded. He goes, he kept following me around, going, "Wait, you are a comedian? <laughs> You're a comedian?" And I go, and I was like, "Yeah." And then I finally realized what his problem was, and I go, "Oh." I'm not funny, am I? And he goes, no. <laughs> how, what, how could you be a comedian? So I totally get your sister probably was just like this. <laughs> no. Because, because I wasn't funny. No, no, no. I mean, I was totally like just weirded out because she looks so much like you. <laughs> so I was probably. But like a pregnant me. Yes. That's like super creepy. Yes. yes. <laughs> so like it was like a Tropicana twister, a combination nature never intended. And somehow she squirreled away or wiggled out of it and got into another dimension. <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm probably like, I'm sure that she thought, this crazy woman because I was really weird to her. I did not mean to be. No, but I, must I say, thought I was really awkward. I, I will thought, I will rival that. Let me tell you, this was her first comedy show she's ever oh, been to. Really? She, she doesn't understand. This wasn't even like a comedy. I, I mean, it was my, comedy, but it's not like but a my sister goes like lots show. of like hip band shows like I've never heard oh, of, yeah. you know, and that kind of stuff. And she's just never really been to a comedy show. And she's like, comedy shows are funny. I'm like, yes. That's, well, if they're done right. If they're done yeah. right, they can be real <laughs> they good. Are funny. Yeah. And that's something you do, right? Is thank, comedy shows. Thank you really much. Thank you. You know what I just said the other day? It was very funny. Um, uh, I was doing, okay, I do an open mic. It's called Critical Comedy, where um, you bring your bits. You get about seven minutes, five to seven minutes. You bring your, you know, whatever you're working on. And then the rest of us um, will critique you and give you immediate feedback. Okay. Um, and I basically had to, I stopped one of the open mic. Like, he's new, new, new. But every time he comes, he just has zero material. He just laughs at it. He's like, <laughs> I'm 60 years old or whatever. And, and he's a nice guy, but he's not funny. And I just had to stop him. And I was like, did you even bring a joke today? Did you even bring anything? I just stopped him. And he and he goes, oh, well, no. I go, because you think that you don't have to bring material? I go, let me tell you something. When I come here... I come with something prepared. And at my stage right now, I don't really have to do that anymore. Like, yeah. I, I really am kind of good at this. I get mm -hmm. it. I know comedy now. I don't have to, and I still do. So for you to be here, and you have been doing comedy for three weeks, and you don't bring stuff, yeah. you are disrespecting everything that we have worked for. So let's hear you tell a joke. I was very nice, I feel like, but firm. And I thought, I heard myself and I thought, that is the first time I have ever actually publicly admitted I'm good at my job. <laughs> I do, I am good at my job. You are good at your job. I kind of am. Yes. It was the first time I realized. Well, like, that's good. And you want it to like, be held up to a certain work standard. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, I, and I think if I'm doing that, if I've been in, you know, I felt like kind of like, a, like I've, been, I've been working at this mill 16 years. And if I still <laughs> clock in every day, you have to too. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
There's nothing I'm wrong with that. I'm still doing my shift. <laughs> I'm still filling out all my paperwork. You're still preparing every day. Yep. Yes, I'm yeah. still preparing every day. And if I'm fucking doing that, then this asshole has you too. I don't mean he's an asshole, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not, you'll see if it's stuck next time. You can say like, all right, did you bring something this time? Oh, yeah, know? yeah. Well, and if well, he doesn't, I, I'm not going to I'm just confused what yep. he was doing. He just stood up there and like, uh, 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 He just stood up there and he asked his questions. He really thought that he can get by at riffing. And this is the problem with comedy. People, we, if we're good at it, if the comedian is good at it, we make it look easy. Right. It looks but, like you're just having a conversation. Right, just but blah, what blah, you blah. don't see is the 15, 16, 20 years that went into it before you even saw that comic. You didn't see us bomb, mm. if, yeah. if we're doing it right. You don't see that. But, um, yeah, so he just, I think, just thought, like, oh, I'm just going to riff on things and just do whatever. And, I, and that's awkward yeah. for everybody. I've gone to open mics where people try to riff, and it's just embarrassing. No, it's like just. Bring something, just at least something to fall back on. Right. You have to like come to the table with at least like something that you think is funny, that you believe in. There's sometimes I've seen guys at open mics that just bring in, they'll bring like a, a, their notebook and they read it and they're like, uh, this is just stuff I thought of while I was high the other day. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I get high too and I don't want to tell people about it because it's just not funny to anybody but you. Oh and that's God. only when you're high. <laughs> at least it's one more step that's a step better because they actually wrote something they, tr- they, they did try yeah yeah but i just hate it when <laughs> why would you go to an open mic completely unprepared yeah i've seen that and i just anyway so that's part of the, my open mic process is like you want to come to my mic you are going to get feedback right away you're going to get critiqued right away and you and then i release them to go out to the real open mics to try mm-hmm. their like new tags or jokes or whatever they got help with that's that's I think cool. that's great. Yeah, that's know, what you would I want. Feel, is get and I'm pot, breastfeeding you know. all of Portland comedy. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to take care of them. You have the comedy teat for them all. Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> yes, form a line, one on you, left and the right. Wait, so what were you saying? So Greg had brought it up right oh, when we were. Yeah, the revenge thing. I'm yeah, sorry, I was obsessed revenge. with it there for you a second. Yeah. I want to know what you're talking about. Well, no, but it's it's one of one of Christine's shows because you've got multiple shows. Yes, that you are I, doing this week. Yeah, well, tomorrow is a busy day for me, which I hate. I'm a one person <laughs> or one one thing to do a day person. Yeah, I hate multiple, like <laughs> two and three things to do a day. Just ugh. So you're already mentally preparing oh, for tomorrow. God. Yes, yes. Already today, I've had to do two things: this and something else. Oh and my just god, me crazy. <laughs> I'm glad we get to be one of your things. Yes, I am too. Mm-hmm. I am too. But I'm glad that I'm glad that you're one of the first things that I'm doing today. Because if you got me later, ugh. we're getting you like at the beginning of the tour. Yes. Or yeah, something. and like yep. toward the end, you're it's just fresh. tired and you want right. to go home. I'm I'm fresh on my Advil, my Valium, and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Doing good. And yet, some of my coffee. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I didn't have more coffee. coffee. Christine and I like love and spit, and I love Aww. it. It's delicious. Oh, I'm so I think I'm I think it's fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so tomorrow, yes, I have two shows. First of all, I'm opening, or we're opening the um, All Jane Comedy Festival. Which is awesome, which is a lady festival here in town. Yes. AllJaneComedy.org. Mm-hmm. It is the only uh, female com- uh, comedy festival I've ever done or ever will do. Because I have worked for... I've never done all-female comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some women who will only do the com- went female comedy. They're like super feminists and they're just like, oh, I'm a female comedian. That's great. I always wanted to be a, com- a comedian first mm-hmm. and then a lady second. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't even third, fourth. I don't care. In, in fact, I like 
you can't even introduce me by saying I'm a woman. I will not let that be a part of any of my identity on stage or any kind of, and I'm not talking about like, I won't talk about my vagina or whatever, but <laughs> I just mean that like, I don't ever, I don't feel like I need to, it's a boys game and I need to make sure that they understand that I am their peer mm-hmm. at all times. I am not I am not a woman. I am not subordinate to them because it's still a man's world and it is still if you're saying you're a woman, you still might as well tell them that you're their servant. So I just mm-hmm. sort of like uh eliminate that out of the language for me. Yeah. Okay. Um but now um but now that I feel like I have established myself enough as a a, a comedian first as a human mm-hmm. comedian and a, yeah human comedian mm-hmm. now i feel like okay now i can participate in this kind of thing and there is something so amazing that maybe i've been missing out on on being with other female comedians i just love the camaraderie hanging out with these ladies they're all hilarious they're all oh my god it's like summer girl camp and it's just uh, <laughs> it's i was just, looking at that your lineup for tomorrow too because you're, you're doing the kickoff show yes which is that curious comedy Yes, Curious Comedy But you were just tomorrow. sat on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, I was just there. Free so that's player. So that's, so that's uh, tomorrow night, uh, 7.30 to 9. Uh-huh. And there's a, that is an insane lineup. So you're kicking it off because you have another show going on yes, that so night I'm as well. Yes, so I'm going to open it probably. And then Susan Rice is headlining, which is perfect. She is a wonderful person. I know, person. Oh. I know, I know. That I know. is perfect. She's a legend. I know, I know. I wish that I could... Um, uh, stay and watch, but I can't because I do have another show. Um, I'm doing Don Frost show at Helium, um, which is a, a comedy storytelling show. It happens once a month, I think. And um, this month's this is where the revenge comes in. This mm. month's theme is revenge, and I'm headlining that show. Um, I think probably because I have so many stories of revenge mm-hmm. <laughs> that I have exacted on people. And I'm not really sure which one to tell. I was going to say, if you whittled down are there the any, revenge. Are there any legal obligations you should okay. worry about? No. Well, uh, I, th- I feel like I'm on the statutes of limitations, okay. statute yeah. of limitations mm-hmm. for the bodily harm ones. Yeah, I think that's pre- seven years. Seven years? Isn't it? Okay, yeah. So that's like <laughs> if I hurt somebody physically, because that I did two one time on accident. And that's been about like 10 years. And then the other one. Well, let's see. I don't remember. See, I broke into this lady's house and I pissed in her sugar bowl. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And let's start. Wait, let me, let me, let's, first of all, first of all let me check the statute of limitations in Oregon. For breaking and entering? Well, yeah. this is all for satirical purposes. It's satirical purposes. So maybe yes. it's not true. You guys don't know. Maybe I just lie all the She's time. She's a comedian. <laughs> it is true tales, but I... How did can, you... So did... Uh, okay, so... Um, okay, and then there's another time that I poured... Say, I, this guy... Uh, cheated on my friend and um she's like help me pack i gotta leave him whatever and i said okay i'll be right there she's like okay but you're gonna pack help me pack but don't break any of his shit i know you i'm like oh <laughs> can't break any of his shit. she does know me well anyway i said well no i'll go take care of the bathroom stuff you know I, what am i gonna break in there and she goes don't break anything promise and don't steal anything or whatever and i said okay okay fine but what she didn't tell me not to do, <laughs> she didn't say that I couldn't open up his saline solution and pour in rubbing alcohol oh, for his contact lenses damn. and burn his fucking eyes out. Oh, shit. She didn't say I couldn't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
So I don't know if he's got corneas or what, but he did. I remember she came to me, and I didn't tell her I did it because you know how newly divorced women are. Yeah. They're just so weepy, and they still love him. Oh, I can't believe And you it. don't want to be the wedge that, like, you know. Right, right. What if they mm-hmm. fucking get back together? Yeah. yeah. This guy deserved it. So, I mean, he dumped her like a hot potato, just dropped her. Oh. And was like, I found my soulmate. We've been studying, fact, you know, slash humping. and. Uh, uh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a real Asshole. douchebag. Right. So, and had no compassion for her at all. So that's why I had zero on him. So I, um, anyway, so I put in this, um, the rubbing alcohol and the saline solution for his contact lenses. And then the next time she sees him, like to trade stuff that we accidentally got that he wanted back and whatever, trade some stuff, um, he's wearing his glasses. And he asks her, and she, or she goes, she goes, you know what? Carl had the audacity to say to me, um, you know, what? Wh- why are you sneaking and taking my contact lenses? Or he thinks I'm taking his stuff and he doesn't know what's going on. Well, turns out, I guess, um, he had been using his, you know, soaking his contact lenses. And I think the rubbing alcohol was dissolving them <laughs> because they would disappear. And he had bought like three new pair and had no idea. And, like, he had kept having to buy a new pair, too, because not only were they disappearing, but when he put them in, they were very uncomfortable. So he'd get them right out. And then... <laughs> when you said sailing initially, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say you, like, squirted a little on his coffee or something to give him the runs. Oh, no. Oh, God, that would have been adorable. No. Yeah. How cute is that? No, I no, think I... That's not revenge. I think I might have accidentally blinded somebody. I, I don't know. No, 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 no. He can see. It's okay. It's oh, okay. He can, I'm sure he's fine and Wait, you, whatever, you but... peed in someone's sugar? Oh, okay. Yes, I did. <laughs> I pissed in the sugar bowl. Well, okay, this lady... Okay, the truth is, I kind of knew who she was anyway. But I saw her at Walmart. And you know what? When Walmart says it's 20 items or less, it's it's 20 items or less. Fair enough. And Real. I'm telling you guys... Listen, she was... Okay, so she was... The clerk was like, oh, this is 20 items or less. And But she'd already put her shit on the thing. And she was like, fuck you. I'm doing it anyway. I'm staying here. You're going to... Mm-hmm. Anyway... And I was looking at her and I thought, the only reason she's doing this, and I've seen her be a bitch before, the only reason she's fucking doing this is because she's never met anyone who's out crazied her. Oh, right? yeah. She has Everybody's been, always afraid of her. Right, because yeah. she does this kind of shit. She gets mm-hmm. away with it. And I thought, I looked at her and it was sort of like, you know, like... Like in romance movies and how like Dreamweaver will play and like the, <laughs> it'll get sort of foggy and <laughs> gauzy, wispy, you know. And like she, she kind of looked at me and the breeze blew through her hair and sunlight all around. And I, I looked at she's her. She's all smug. And yeah, she's I looked at her and I went, "Hello, darkness, <laughs> crazy old bitch. <laughs> nice to meet you." <laughs> it was so sexy. I was like, "I'm gonna fuck your shit up so hard." Mm, yeah. I'm doing you. I'm doing you hard. So, I followed her home. Oh my God. Right? Because that's crazy. I mean, I wasn't. Did was you say anything to her right then? No. No, you just no, like. No, Because no. I. Okay, so I followed her home. And then I followed her home, and then I. See, she wasn't even mean to me. This is the whole crazy thing. It's not even my problem. It's just that I just think she needs to be trained to be beha- to behave herself in public. So, okay, so then I think, so I follow her home, and then I think, okay, I'm not going to deal with this shit now. I'm a busy lady. I will wait a couple days, because what's crazier than that? Like, right. That's, right? Yeah. Like, if I come back two like days later, and I say, 
Hey, guess what? You were a fucking bitch to the clerk two days ago. I'm still mad about it. I'm, I'm in her face and I'm at her house. Oh, God. That ought to make her nuts. Oh, my God. Right? That ought to terrify her. Right? Yeah. Right. So, thank you for... I was on the right track. Yes. So, yes. then I go back to her house and fucking bitch isn't there. So, I think, well, okay. I have to pee. I, was, I don't know. I get all ramped up, you know, and it gets the pee in me it's like or something. Exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah then, so, then I think, I was just pissing her backyard. So, I go in the backyard and I think, this is not Calcutta. I am not an animal, am I? I'm like, why not? Why can't I just pee in the house? There's a toilet like 100 feet away from me, probably. She's not home. I don't give a fuck. Like, and I thought, how great would it be if she came home and then the police, you know what I mean? This whole thing turned into, I get arrested. And then the cops go and tell her, well, she's in your house because you were mean to the clerk at Walmart. We're turning our back on this one. Like, yeah, like you, you're you always such a bitch. She just wanted to come talk to you about it, I guess. That's what she told us. So I thought, there's no way I can lose this. It's fine. It's just fine. It's fine. If the cops come, if she comes, everything's going to be okay. I mean, it's Portland. She probably doesn't have a gun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. She probably yeah. just... Okay. And no matter how big... What's she going to do? Yell at me? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> so, I, um, so then I break in the house. Like, you know, like for the, the sliding glass back door? Oh, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I know how to get in when there's the, the little the bar in the door yeah it's not enough it I, isn't enough like with the wooden stick you're silly no 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 oh. you can lift it up I mean these are just it was a basic you know like ranch style house probably built in the 70s you mm-hmm. just sort of like hitch it up and then the, pop it out of the track and then you like, just pop it out yeah oh, pop it out the track wow. and you just, yeah Anyway, so I get in there, and then I go into the kit. It's you know the back door is by the kitchen. I turn and I see there's that sugar bowl there by our coffee maker, and I am like, oh yeah, yeah that looks good. So I just piss in the sugar bowl. How big was the sugar bowl? It's you know like that. It's okay. A sugar squatty sugar bowl like that white. Yeah, like yeah. Flowers on it. Like I a think. soup bowl kind of size. Oh yeah, like they're kind of like I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Anyway. So I peed in it, and then I put it back. So there's the sugar is at the bottom, and then the, all the peas on the top. <laughs> and I and then I I walked out the front. I locked up the back door. Good. Every got it all straightened out. Yeah. The way I, exactly how it was. And then I walked out the front door and left it fucking wide open. Oh. Because what I thought really thought I thought oh I'm gonna fuck her head. So I'm just gonna fuck her face. She is gonna go crazy because she's you know she's gonna come home and be like Scott did you did you leave the door did you leave the door open when you left for work this morning I told you I went to go get my nails done I came home and hurt you're lucky that it's stolen Scott and then he's gonna be like babe 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 shut up I didn't do it okay whatever and then and then they you know I don't know or pizza or whatever and watch Dancing with Stars grudge fuck because you're trying to make a baby and make it all better <laughs> heal or wounded gross relationship and then and then and then they get up in the morning and start their hell all over again <laughs> and he makes her a cup of coffee and that moment when he sees the sugar bowl and spills the pee and he's like babe <laughs> what did you do it's some bits of the sugar ball. 
Oh, and he's never going to believe her that it wasn't her either. I know. He's going to think yeah. maybe it was her. I don't know. Oh, but that's I just... so many layers of fucked up. I know. Yeah, that it's is just, a really... Okay, so that, that's a like real good. Dark. Yeah. And these are just See two of your stories of revenge. Oh, yeah. And then this is other time <laughs> that this other friend of mine um, got cheated on by her boyfriend, and I was not happy about that. But I, this is, I just had a, this is maybe, okay, so Josh is 18, so he was newborn. So this is 18 years ago. I started my life in revenge a long time ago. <laughs> I've really been into it for years. I like it. So You perfected um, it, it almost seems. Yeah. Well, I'm real, okay, I'm very Lucy Ricardo about it. I Like, <laughs> my theory about almost everything is, what is it, what do they say? There's that saying, it goes, um, um, the only, what's this about the strategy being a poor, poor strategy? Um, or no, the only thing about, um, God, I'm really not thinking of it. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Is it like the opportunity one? Like the long no, it's, con? No, it's or? the one about the strategy. Um, even, a, even a poor strategy can beat one at all. One who has none at all. It's okay. All right, like I like that. that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like even if I have, I'm sorry it took me so long to get to it, but even if I have, <laughs> I have the craziest idea in the world, but it, it, they won't see it coming because nobody thinks of that. Like that is so weird. <laughs> So they just can't even imagine that this is happening. And then, oh, it's me. Oh, no, here I am. Well, so so this guy was, like, cheating on one of my friends. And then, um, well, he happened to live in my neighborhood. And she had told me that um, sometimes he talks to his elderly neighbors and they compare, you know, um, uh, notes about their yard and stuff. Mm. So here's the key to revenge. The key is use all the information you have. You know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to, every little bit of information that you get on somebody can be used to your benefit to get them back later. Mm-hmm. So when I found out that he was cheating on her, I remembered this small detail that he has chats with his elderly neighbors. So while I'm sitting there in the doctor's office with my baby, like we're getting checked out after we you know, had him. I see the herpes newsletter. <laughs> and I'm like, it's worth $12. So I pay the $12. I have the herpes newsletter sent with his name to the neighbor's address. <laughs> so every month, the herpes Non-stop. newsletter was going. It was a dollar a month. And I was like, fuck yes. Best $12 I've ever Jim, we spent. got your mail again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I don't know why this keeps coming here. You're going to have to fill out an address change. Of address. That's so crazy. <laughs> so if you want to hear more like this, Christine's show is tomorrow at Helium and Holy Mother of Fuck. This is just what she came up with off uh, the top of, the, of her head. This is my dome, yeah. This is just a, these are the ones that I'm kind of, I was like, man, I've got so many. So these are the short, these are the shorties. I've got oh. some big, like, elaborate, oh my God, I have one that's, I have to tell you guys off the air because it's, I might tell it tomorrow. I don't know. Okay. So it's right. so complicated and elaborate and crazy. It took me five years to pull out. <gasps> wow. Long con. You did the long con. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll All right. so tomorrow, tomorrow night, come and hear stories. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tomorrow night. Don Frost show, go to that show, and also, <laughs> also All Jane Comedy Festival starts tomorrow. I promise to be funny at that. I, I have a set <laughs> that I do. So go to both. People can go to both. And also, by the way, Nush can't talk too much about it, but Christine is also working on a pilot. Yes, I am. Yeah. Oh my God, I finally got. So if, 
This oh. is just a dream come true. Oh, my it God. It is so yes. exciting. That's really happening. We film in November, and I can't even believe it. Oh I'm so... not. It's not luck, but it is... Uh, You've worked your ass exciting. off. It is. Yeah. It's, 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 and, I, and you know what's so weird is that it's coming together so easy. Like, it's not... I mean, it is a lot of work, but it's also just everything is sort of falling into place. Ooh, good. That it just feels good that's the one that's I, funny that you just good. said that because that was the saying i thought you were trying to say is like luck is when preparation meets opportunity oh yeah i oh, like that one. that's also very good yeah. and that is what's happening exactly. with this pilot that's too what, yeah. it really is oh, yeah that's amazing so the perfect exciting. conversions of all of that it's like a perfect storm of goodness that's happening to me right now so and I'm you deserve happy. a perfect storm of goodness Absolutely. Christine. Oh, thank you cute well, guys you. I love you well where can people find where, where's the best yeah. place that folks can find out information about you about your projects about where you'll be performing um, Oh, I have ChristineLevine.net because some German guy with dick pills decided to buy ChristineLevine.com. I forgot about that. You talked about that last time, the dick pill guy. Yeah, it was crazy. So anyway, so ChristineLevine.net. And also just find me on Facebook or at ChristineLevine on Twitter. I And I'm very like... People think it's so weird. And I get made fun of a lot by a lot of comedians that just go, why do you tell people stuff? And why do you, you're just so accessible. And I am accessible. I'm very honest with my Facebook and my, like, I guess I overshare. I don't know. I just tell people about my life and, like, I'll pretty much talk to anybody. Well, and you're very honest. I mean, and people are always oversharing. And they don't usually do it in an honest way. And that's always refreshing when someone's like, oh, I'm just re-quoting something that somebody else told me. Right. I'm going to repackage it. You're like, nope, this is exactly how I feel about that. What happened? Mm-hmm. Like my son got arrested for trying to fake kill himself on the internet the other day, and oh, I posted, oh shit! I posted a picture of him getting led away by the cops. <laughs> well, he's he's very funny, and he's got a sick sense of humor. When you've got me for a mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, oh, mom, was that was that too far? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's funny is that I've been trying to teach him about, you know, I've been trying to explain to him, we really don't have freedom of speech, and mm. here's these boundaries or whatever. And um, I was like, well, you just bumped into it on your own. Now yeah, you there know. you go. <laughs> yeah. And you found the line. The lesson yeah, learned. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Well, yeah, so tomorrow and forever, always go see Christine. Yes. And thank support you the arts. Yes. Thank you so much mm. for having oh, me Thank today. you. Oh, wonderful. No, I don't think there's anything we can do after that. I We're just really gonna wrap. think that we just need to wrap. Send us an email, <laughs> funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Uh, coming up on the network, though, in this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we haven't made any public announcements about this because it's just kind of coming together. But uh, Nathan Brandon. You guys all know Nathan Brandon. Yes. He is now he doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. He is fantastic. Uh, he's going to start his podcast, Hamster Village, and he's going to do it here on the network. So yeah, they're going to be testing broadcasting it this afternoon oh awesome so yeah, yeah we're super oh, excited and we love nathan that's so it's perfect and he has a really unique idea uh and concept for his podcast which we'll let him describe yeah and then, and then all the information will be on the website just if you're listening live right now just stay tuned to the network for like the next uh, i don't know half hour or so because mm. he'll he'll be in here before too long yeah pretty soon here it's very exciting yeah. so and we'll we'll make more of a public statement about it on that stuff once uh once he gets it going but mm. there we go Christine, thank you so much for thank coming you in. Thanks for having me. You are awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Yeah, You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.